We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right no, now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. And today we're talking She's the Man. But before that, some housekeeping. Of course, shout out to the Big Screen Sports Patreon group. This is another Patrons Movie episode. Patrons pick this one. And it being a Patrons Movie pick means this episode is sponsored by Classic Stadium Fire Laser Cut Stadium Models, the must-have piece of sports memorabilia for your office, your man cave, your she shed, really whatever. They fit in every single room of the house. I have mine in my office right next to me as I record. At Classic Stadium Fire, creator Andy Losick recreates sports venues from Little League to the Big Leagues as 3D laser-cut and engraved models hand-assembled from finished maple. Even if your favorite ballpark or arena isn't listed among the 50-plus models already available, Andy's going to work closely with you to recreate a -a one-of-a-kind custom order in a range of different sizes. He sent me over Rosenblatt Stadium. That's what I've got on here on my desk right now. It's on the site right now. Go check it out. Love Rosenblatt. Love the College World Series, that whole thing. But he's got everything on there. Holler at him for one of your favorite team's venues. It's a perfect Mother's Day or Father's Day gift as well. Maybe send them a model of their alma mater's football stadium. Uh, Find Classic Stadium Fire on Etsy.com. Use promo code BIGSCREEN to save 10% off today. Now, speaking of our Patreon group, shout out to a new patron, Ty McGowan, who you've heard on this feed on a clip I uploaded from one of my appearances on the Rankings podcast. Him and Danny Weiser have a great show over there ranking literally everything. And Ty is a producer for his first month, a big chill level patron, along with our other show producers. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Therese, James Kolewski, Chris Mykoski, Andrew Teagle, John Craig, Sam Smith, and of course, Classic Stadium Fire the sponsor to all our patrons movie episodes big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show we're five away from our first goal of doing monthly live movie watches so that's something to look forward to if you go to patreon.com slash big screen sports you can get a say in what this show covers like this episode patrons nominate and pick at least one movie a month you get ad free episodes sometimes early drops stickers and you get to keep the show rolling so the patrons selected this movie 
Uh, She's the Man, a movie I love. It's a great, great rewatchable movie. Great movie when it's on cable or, you know, great to stream. I think I had to rent it on Prime. It did do an HBO Max run earlier this year, but it is always a good watch. Binds clicking, early Channing Tatum. It's got a great cast. And we have a great guest host for this one, Haley O'Shaughnessy, co-host of Spinsters on the Blue Wire Network. Was thrilled to have her. Let's dive right in. All right, joining me today on Big Screen Sports, she is the co-host of Spinsters here on the Blue Wire Network. It is Haley O'Shaughnessy. Haley, thanks so much for joining Big Screen Sports. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, Before we get into it, tell the folks, what do you guys have going on in Spinsters for the NBA playoffs? There is a lot of playoff talk. Um, We've got great guests. We just had on Jay, Caspi, and Kang to talk about the Celtics and who is the moral ethical choice. Um in that series and this if you are an nba fan i can't remember a weirder playoffs um so we've got a lot of great conversations going on at spencer's and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts seems like a a very wide open nba playoff race but we are we're not here to talk about basketball we're actually here you you wrote about this movie a couple years ago that's why i was very excited to have you on we are talking about she's the man the 2006 soccer comedy when her brother decides to ditch school for a couple weeks, Viola heads over to his elite boarding school, disguises him, and proceeds to fall for his school's star soccer player and soon learns she's not the only one with romantic troubles. Start Amanda Bynes, Channing Tatum, and Laura Ramsey, directed by Andy Fickman, written by Karen McCullough-Lutz and Kirsten Smith, who have just a, a mountain of amazing IMDb writing credits between them. It got a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, potentially the most egregious Rotten Tomatoes score we've had on the show. It's stun- <laughs> Dude, Blades of Glory last week, that movie is Cheeks and got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, you know, you wrote about this movie in 2020. Why is this a movie that we still come back to after 15 years? It's funny that you said I wrote about it because I just had to Google it right now to remember what I was writing about. And I compared it to another that- teen movie. Yeah, that compared it to She's All That. Um, this crosses a lot of boxes that I believe you wanted to get into anyway. So I guess I'll just fast forward. Yeah, this roll into This is it. first and foremost a teen movie. Um, and I love that genre because when I was a teenager, a preteen teenager, and then like young adult, great era for teen movies. Um, so it's in the prime of that subgenre. It also crosses over into rom-com, but it's very, very, very ridiculous. Um, And as to why it holds up, I don't know that for many people it does. I know you and I really like it. Um, I'm curious, like, if other people actually like it. I know that you said the Patreon suggested you do this. Um, And if you are listening and you remember the Patreon, thank you, because now I get to be on the podcast. Um, But my guess, like my very zoomed out guess, is that it holds up because the story is actually held up for hundreds of years. It's based off a Shakespeare play, um, Twelfth Night. So the actual story construction itself has lived for many years. Um, The movie... Amanda Bynes is great. Um, shout out to her getting out of her conservatorship. Channing Tatum, always hot, always a great actor. Um, and it has very funny side characters. Um, some of the actual stuff in the movie that we'll get into is a fascinating commentary on where society was at that time. Um, this is probably the only movie that is pretty homophobic at times but also like super queer too so i just i don't know that that's what they were going for but um 
it appears that to the people who made this movie that we were in simpler times then. I adore this movie. I like um, the plot. I like the ridiculousness of it. And there is something about a movie to me always that is special when like nobody believes the premise. Like you don't even think the people in it really believe it. And yeah, I enjoy that because we all know it's just fun. It's a comforting rewatch. It's fun to dive mm-hmm. back in. And it it's buoyed by the performances. Like you said, Bynes is great. Tatum I, Tatum is his best when he's like trying to be a little funny. I mean, he's at his yeah. very best in 21 Jump Street. So this kind of taps into that a little bit more. Like I, I still love revisiting this one. It's got, just like every other movie from that era, era it's definitely you know got some stuff that age would have helped it maybe coming out 10 years later but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's of a time i i still really really enjoy it is this a hall of famer all-star starter or bench warmer sports movie for you since this is your first time i will say i get very liberal with with how i okay how I, I wasn't these. sure I, I yeah i i i heat praise on movies i like you know, I'm not somebody who has to have a um a prestige movie be at the top for me. I I would put I mean, I enjoy a show like Ozark as much as I enjoy a show that's like super prestige. Um so I guess which is to say like I don't know that I have great taste. For me, just in terms of rewatching, I'll do it that way just because I I don't trust my own taste, so I'm interested to hear what you think this is. For me in terms of a rewatch, this is an all-star. So if we were still in the era where we had cable, I actually have access to cable right now because I'm at my aunt and uncle's. Um, you know how it used to be and you'd just be surfing through channels and like waiting for a golf tournament to come on or like something to come on. And you just like had to put something on. And there was always a movie on like TBS and what was another one like always would show? TNT. The TBS, TNT, FX, like yes. that whole run. Yes, I would totally I would totally click this if it was ever on. And it wasn't one that just came on all the time. Um, but I would, you know, no matter where it was at in the movie, I think it's a hilarious movie. So for me, it's an all star. It's not something that I would necessarily seek out to rewatch a billion times, which is what I'd put a Hall of Famer, I guess, in. But definitely all star. Yeah. yeah. But maybe like the low like the last all-star you know what I mean like he made the bench not quite like Andrew Wiggins this year where everyone was like what the fuck just happened this is not real and Andrew Wiggins actually got in because of an anime character but that's a whole other story um (laughs) or not anime sorry k-pop anyway it's at the end of the all-star bench for me it's still an all-star how about for you it's a solid all-star for me. Like, oh, kind of okay. like you said, it's it's always easy to turn on. I've never not enjoyed watching this movie. It's still got, it's very well paced too. I, I talk about this all the time, but if, you, if you're someone who has to watch a movie for a podcast once a week for the past three plus years, you really appreciate when something's like a tight 90 to 100 minutes and this is right there. It's paced really well. Um, and the, the binds performance is really, really good. Like she's at, it is, she's really in her bag when she's just trying to be a little goofy and, and going for it, kind of chewing up the scenery. It's almost, it. I don't know if it's sad watching it in retrospect. You just think about what she's gone through the past 10 years, but it's like, she's clearly, it seems like she's having a ton of fun in this one. So it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to enjoy that and watch it. But yeah, I, I really love coming back to this one. Like I was thrilled to cover it. Yeah, I, you know, the Amanda Bynes thing is actually something I was just talking to my co-host on Spencer's about. There's a definite through line of characters who, well, usually female characters who we saw in this era of movies and then before and TV shows who were maligned and kind of like the perfect mix of exploitation from people that they trusted and just exploitation 
exposure and paparazzi and everything sort of put them in a pressure cooker and it is sad. Um, But this, I agree with you. She looks like she's having a great time. As far as I know, this was a good experience for the entire set. Um, And yeah, I like rewatching it because it reminds me of, I played soccer and it reminds me of me wanting to um, fulfill the thing that I think is most natural in a female athlete who's young, which is just like wanting to be able to compete with the boys in gym class. You know, that's like all what it goes back to. Um, you just were having to prove that you could do it. So I always like this movie because of that. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, into the IMDb trivia, there's not, there's not really like a ton of great trivia. There's some movies where like the IMDb is a rich text and it's really fun reading into it. This one, not as much like Bynes couldn't really play soccer when, when they started, but ended up playing most of the movie training. I, I love hearing stuff like that. The really the most interesting thing is um, so Bynes in an interview a couple of years ago said that she fought for the producers to choose Channing Tatum and they were kind of resisting because he was older and stuff like that. And he I, I did some research on uh, a bit like he it seems like he acknowledged this on a red carpet moment, like said that was the case. So it's interesting that because of this was this year he has She's the Man and then later in the year he has uh, Step Up and mm-hmm. then suddenly we're we've got like 15 years of Channing Tatum being a pretty major star in Hollywood. So this movie gave us Channing Tatum. Was this his first like real one? He was in Coach Carter before this. He was, he had a, like a supporting role in Coach Carter, which is a movie that I I really like. And then um, I think did some commercials, did the uh, Ricky Martin live in La Vida Loca video, a cameo in that when he was (laughs) younger. Ricky. Yes. Channing Tatum is a bartender in the live in La Vida Loca video. One of my God, favorite I have facts. To watch that okay. So, do you know how old he was when this filmed? Twenty six. Okay. Um, I could see why she would argue for that. I don't know who else was up for the part, but like, it, it's your, um, it's who you get to kiss in yeah. the movie, and it's also who you get to hang out with. And Channing Tatum is very hot, um, which I always have to partner with, and a great actor. I don't know if yes. you saw. I don't want to derail us too much. I don't know if you saw the Sandra Bullock movie he just did. I didn't. I have not checked that out, but I do okay. know what you're talking about. Go watch it and tell me what you think. He's just really great when he's like funny and yeah. I'm glad that and thanks to Amanda Bynes, he yeah. is at his best trying to trying to be funny. I, I'm not sure that he's like he's a serious actor, but when he's doing this, the he's so great in this. I think because he is he is like the impossibly hot guy that doesn't really exist in real life. But he's he still finds a way to play so awkward and so bad with women that it's almost believable that he is he is terrible and cannot land a date with Olivia or anyone else. Like he's very good when he starts sweating all over himself and stumbling on his words and potentially knocking himself out next to the squat rack because he's so nervous around women. Like he pulls that off, which like some guys like like Chris Hemsworth can't really do that. He's just so naturally charismatic that yeah. it's just it's just not there. But like Channing Tatum can be that kind of simpleton dude when a girl approaches him so I, I i think he's incredible in this so how many reps can you do with that 225 <laughs> like 20 20 225 is more than twice what i weigh how many reps could you do with me 40 <laughs> yeah it is a feat to look like that and also become relatable on screen totally yeah, it's I mean, it's great work um, going into the most authentic and least authentic parts of this movie. 
a ton of high school movies kind of operate on the thinking of not being realistic at all. It's like a, it's a running gag, especially those those 90s movies. Like it's the common thing of this isn't a real high school. This wouldn't happen. These people look 40 years old. It's, it's a common thing. I think this one, while, you know, embellishing a lot on the high school experience and this being two, you know, rich private boarding schools, uh, you know, a space that not a lot of people have much experience in anyway there are a lot of authentic themes and, mm-hmm. and things that happen that you're like, yeah, that, that feels realistic. It feels like high school feels a little like high school sports at some parts. Is there something that stands out for you as the most realistic? The girls team getting cut. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's a private school, that's that huge. Hopefully you'd think they'd have the money, but especially back then. Yeah, no doubt. That feels very realistic to me. Um, what else? This one for me has the most realistic one of the most realistic pieces of, of dialogue or like line reading of all time mm-hmm. in, a, in a high school movie. The quote, how come when I wanted to ask out Eunice, everyone made fun of me, but now Sebastian likes her and suddenly she's cool. Screw you guys. I hate high school. Just, <laughs> yeah. just the most realistic bit of, I mean, the, the concept of someone else's opinion, or if someone picks this person as they are cool, they are not whatever that mattering for a, a smattering of people is as true a an idea and a concept as has ever been in a teen movie. That's so true because um, in high school, it was very much were you cool or not was just a, a tag that was, it was a designation that was given by other cool people. And as we got out of high school and grew up a little bit, you kind of realized like it, act, it was kind of based off who was hot um, and, you know, the Eunice thing being like a pretty big, um, they did not make her appear traditionally attractive. Um, and by the way, I know that this is weird language. Like all of those actors were older. So I'm just using like the attractive um, words because they are, they were all over 18. Um, I'm not trying to be a creep, but yeah, they dressed her up. So she looked like a nerd. Um, but then you get older, you get out of high school and you were like, I guess that really had nothing to do with it or not as much to do with it as we thought. So yeah, the like designation of like, because cool person says cool person is cool. Then cool person is cool. It was totally realistic. I guess for me, I had trouble with the high school stuff because they lived in dorms and that's unfathomable to me. I mean, I went my graduating class was 50. I went to a really, really, really small school with not a lot of resources. So the idea that they had more than even the movies that to me had the most um, high school experience you could have was kind of too much of a stretch maybe for me to imagine it. But a lot of the longing really was dead on like you were saying but also like they were in the science class and something accidentally blew up and the the very real level of embarrassment that some of them had yeah they did a good job portraying like teen angst yeah i mean and who amongst among us hasn't been to a carnival where a full-scale brawl is broken out just (laughs) yeah that was funny the kissing booth thing is a relic because oh that's like can you imagine People 50 years from now are going to be like a kissing booth. And that's not even like pandemic related. People just don't do that anymore. That's so funny. It's I mean, it's disgusting, especially you factor in this movie. You're assuming there's kind of a wonder of like how old Viola and Sebastian are. You would think they're at least 18 because Sebastian, I feel like you need to be 18 to travel overseas by yourself. But I'm not really sure. But like Viola is a schoolgirl and there is an old man 
waiting in the line for that kissing booth. That is a tough, tough look. Yeah, that is a tough look. Um, I didn't even think about that. And you're right that um, I often forget that they're twins in the movie and they're twins in the Shakespeare play as well. Um, and that Sebastian is off to sea. Um, and this one like goes off to London, which is way different, but I guess in some ways kind of the same. Um, but that does not feel like something you could do. Like, where would you get the money? So that's very unrealistic. I would say that um, among that and the kissing booth, I'd probably prefer that that stay in though. The kissing yeah. booth was bad. <laughs> oh yeah. The, it, like, the kissing booth, great plot device for this movie. Get a lot happens because of it. Horrible, just in real life execution. Just not something that should ever happen again. Yeah, and plus she's got a jealous boyfriend, so that doesn't yeah. quite add up either. Yeah, with the the pop collar. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 purple it's pop so collar. Bad. And he's also got like this. The hair is so spiked. I mean, he hits all the 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 shitbag high school boyfriend landmarks, like everyone to a T. He's yeah. he's blatantly sexist. He, he dresses terrible. His hair looks bad. Um, he cries at sporting events in a bad way. Like he he stinks. Yeah, he does. He stinks. <laughs> yeah. So, what worked about this one? What are, what is some other stuff that is why we come back to this one and why we labeled it a solid all star? How do you feel about the poster? This is one of the first times I've ever said this on the show, but the I don't know if you remember the poster of the movie where it's got you know our cast lined up, but it's got the everybody has a secret. Duke wants Olivia, who likes Sebastian, who is really Viola, whose brother is dating Monique, so she hates Olivia, who's with Duke to make Sebastian jealous, who's really Viola, who's crushing on Duke, who thinks she's a guy. I fu- I I fucking love it. I thought it was an incredible poster. I clicked on it just to make sure that I was remembering the right one. And what killed me about this poster at the time and still to this day is that the entire plot is that this woman is pretending to be her brother to play soccer. And on the poster is her just in a mini skirt and a tank top and heels. <laughs> I love that so much because <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie. Um, no, it's a great poster. I did not have this in my room, but I want to say I had a sticker or something. I can't it's good remember. marketing. But yeah, it's it's a good poster for sure. Um, I also loved, I remember at the time, absolutely loving, what's Sebastian's real girlfriend? Uh, Monique. Killer outfit in the poster. Oh, um, She's got her. the jeans, the wide leg jeans. She's got the orange tank top and then the belt outside the jeans. I just thought that was the height of fashion. She's sharp in this one. The whole, the movie does a very good job. It has this clear, like, Bynes is the is is the marketable star and she does a lot with it like she's she's really funny she's compelling but it shares the ball a lot of characters have have their other moments they don't just focus on because you could have easily said hey we have this really funny you know young teen star we have this ultra hot dude who's got a little something going on let's just focus on them 90 percent of the time and it really spreads it around it's really refreshing you know what else? I, I agree. You know what does not work for me oh, now that we're going back? Because I've been thinking about like, what did I really like and what didn't I like? I, I got to admit, I thought you meant what did work and didn't work specifically in the soccer games. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever works with this. I have a bigger picture complaint that is, and this is kind of a thing where in the beginning, I said you have to lean into this to like the movie and just kind of like let it pass. <sighs> There's no fucking way 
that you are in a dorm with somebody and you are on a team with somebody and you're with in school in classes with them every day and then they switch out in the last scene with the real Sebastian and nobody notices no way and they There's even no acknowledge way. that in the 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 scene where they're they're making Viola they're making Sebastian cool by having all his all these ex-girlfriends show up Paul even acknowledges Monique will recognize you, mm-hmm. so you can't get too close to her. So they've they've acknowledged in this world, it's not like they're doing the white chicks thing where people are just passing off these these people as these these girls and everyone's saying that that's right. Like, no, she would get recognized by close friends or her parents or Monique or something like that. And there, it's there. I mean, just just no possible way, especially in the first half when Sub- goon ass Sebastian is like falling all over himself. Yeah, exactly. I it which it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and if you're not familiar with soccer and you're thrown in, you would be out of position. You would you'd have less of an idea of what you were doing than he had. Um, oh I yeah, think. no so, way. Especially at the prep level, you know, because this is obviously a private school. So let's be real about private schools; they pay for for players. Um, and so you're telling me that in that competition it just the coach didn't know who he was like a grown man couldn't realize the difference and then they've got the principal coming out and the guy who's accusing him all of them saw viola as sebastian up close and now like they're noticeably he's taller it's just it none of it really made sense the shoulders are different i have another thing that didn't really work about sebastian so viola She's smart, she's engaging, she's funny, she's having these great conversations with Olivia and everyone else, she's worldly. Sebastian is mega fucking dumb. He is a legitimate idiot. Like, I'm sure it, being, you know, he's a musician, you know, unique soul kind of guy, wildly stupid. Like, think of his his timeline from getting out of the cab. Girl kisses him, sings his lyrics, and he's just like, might be the girl of my dreams. Like, what are the chances? Like, doesn't ask any questions at all. Need to go to the soccer game? Sure, I'll suit <laughs> up. Like, not doesn't ask anyone anything. How do you people all know my name? I haven't met any of you. Kind of a genuinely uh, stupid human being. That's so true. Which brings me to the part of this movie where I'm like, this is a queer movie. Olivia fell in love with Viola. Viola asked Sebastian, yes, but, you know, in a teen movie when we're younger, and I guess maybe just in, like, 2000, when did this come out? Five or whenever we were all Six, simpler people. Um, you know, you could fall in love just based off looks alone, and that's still kind of true, but, like, that's not, they even list reasons, like, why she's into her over being into Channing Tatum, which is, like, all the things you said, smart, engaging funny it's not really so much as looks it's because they develop a bond and a friendship um so yeah she's in love with viola (laughs) not not sebastian yeah you know i know sebastian escorts her to the debutante ball at the end though but like after two months olivia realizes like this ain't for me she goes to college finds herself a little bit maybe maybe you know thinks about exploring exploring options with other people yeah exactly maybe other teams yeah, yes. I, I thought I thought Olivia was very good. Laura Ramsey, very good as the the cool girl. Oh yeah, she was great. Um, and I love when a cool girl is uh nice. I love yes. movies that make the cool girl nice. And we've yes. already got a mean cool girl here in Sebastian's um girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah, I like her a lot. I like the 
I don't love the bathroom fight scene because that's the one that's this movie gets really off the rails. It's the one time it's like this. Okay, this absolutely the guy is maybe, but um, when she acknowledges like how bad she feels that she went on that date with Duke just to make Sebastian jealous, like she she has the self awareness to be like that was not a nice thing to do, and mm-hmm. that makes you makes you even more endearing, like endear toward towards her, even though you were you know a few scenes ago you were like what the fuck are you doing like this is terrible. Yeah, completely. Um, she's really good. Who else is really good? David I Cross like... is the principal. Is excellent. Oh, he Everything he fantastic. says kills me. Yeah, he's great. Just like the the demeanor, and every time that you think he's gonna find um, Viola out, and it just ends up being some ridiculous like projection from his teenage years. That those are really good moments. Yeah, and no one is more unrelatable than the adult trying to be relatable, and he he nails that perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, he does. What did you think about um, the who's the like nerdy guy who's got a oh, tarantula? What Malcolm. Malcolm. I couldn't uh, remember if it was Malcolm or Malfoy. He he gives me the vibes of someone who had a a probably a pretty good job in the Trump administration. Later, <laughs> does a lot of hits on Tucker Carlson. Um, that he that's that's kind of the direction I saw him. I will say the gag, like the stalker gag, is creepy. But mm-hmm. also when they cut to him in his room and he has the full pillowcase, <laughs> the picture of her do- does make me laugh, despite being very problematic. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's a good, that's an astute projection. He, he gives very right wing, um, definitely. The coiffed and, hair? As someone yeah, who, like, I have stuff in my hair. hair it's but. that haircut. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it is that haircut. Um, it's a good thing he hasn't gotten short on the edges. Like, that wasn't a thing in mm-hmm. this era, because otherwise yes. he'd be full. Um yeah, I I think he was a great heel of sorts um, because this movie does a fun thing where it's like he's not completely the heel. This is done a lot in teen movies. They don't make him super effective like they make him an issue sometimes, but mostly you just see his efforts get stomped on one way or the other because the plot does not necessarily need him to be the problem. The problem is the plot itself, which is she's pretending to be her brother and love in teen love ensues. Um, so it makes it confusing. So they don't actually need him. And I find that very satisfying when there's like a, a annoying mean character, but they don't really actually get away with very much. Yeah. He's just, he's just a nuisance who gets foiled at every turn. And you kind of like yes. to see that you kind of like him getting, getting made a mockery of what did you think about the soccer in general? We get one big game and it's, it's a big fucking deal at this boarding school. It's not SEC football. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rival game being first is interesting. Um, I don't know how it went at your high school, but typically the rivals in like everything come last if you get to schedule. Um, think about like college. Uh, we get some technically some more soccer. And to your point about Amanda Bynes um, kind of learning how to play, the opening scene, um, everyone should go back and watch the opening scene. She has a moment where she kind of like traps it with her knee and regains possession of the ball. So it's like in the air and she puts it on her knee and 
having played soccer, I can tell you, like you just kind of put your whole leg back and it'll drop in place. She does that very well. And there's no way it's her, it's like not her or a double or anything. And I'm interested to see if you found that any doubles were used because especially with Channing Tatum's parts, I was curious, but he's like hyper athletic. So I just wasn't Channing sure. Tatum's, the athleticism is on display here. I, I saw that there were some doubles, but Bynes and Tatum did most of their soccer in the movie, but like Channing Tatum, Listen, the the man knows how to contort his body. We've seen <laughs> yes. that. We've seen that on display in many, Magic many, Mike. many yeah. exactly his his previous career before he got into <laughs> acting. Exactly. Um, he like, I mean, it, it comes off the screen big time for him. Like you see him, you know, do the bicycle kick and all mm-hmm. the cool shit, and he's flipping his body, throwing in, you know, throwing in the. It's escaping me, but oh yeah, the 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 throw in when he does the yeah, the and th- also when they're doing the training session and he's um helping Viola and he's showing her how to to volley and kind of like to shoot um with a side volley and which I will say bothered me a little bit that moment where he's like okay I'll agree to help you if you agree to help me with um Olivia I'll help train you what she doesn't need is more skill work. Like this is very obvious because of the plot of the story. What she needs is more endurance physical, like physical work. Like she doesn't really need to improve as a player is the assumption we're given yet. He's like teaching her how to do the easiest possible thing, which is like to volley into an open goal. That part I didn't care for. I did. Like that flew completely over that my head and you absolutely nailed that because a yeah, weird about it. Like, she's why? good at soccer, but she's just, completely winded after that first training session it's just like she's asleep on the ground and that's the big problem yeah Yeah, it was odd um but uh okay so the actual soccer let's see that this is the thing that to the end of time will annoy me um if anyone listening has long hair you will get this when she when viola reveals who she is everyone's in shock you know, they're going to let her play. Okay, everything's decided. And then she starts playing with no ponytail. She just lets her hair down. That is, and she had long hair. I know that they did this because it looks the best, but, and and to symbolically say like, oh, she's a woman now, you know, so it's like kind of getting in your brain subconsciously that um, she's had this transition no, no one ever in the history of soccer like has been better without like having your hair down is so supremely annoying. Um, I, some, I used to have really long hair and I would like sometimes braid it and I'd get so annoyed with it because even having a braid, like you just don't like anything that's super long, like going all over. I thought that that was really unrealistic just in the game of soccer, even though it's like only soccer adjacent. Um, and you'd know better than me, but she she plays for 45 minutes. So she plays the second half and her hair still looks really really good at the end of the game when she's delivering that penalty kick. Yeah, definitely definitely not. Um the penalty kick, well, okay, so Channing Tatum's um bicycle kick, flawless. Her penalty kick, great shot, but then when she does the volley that is a callback to their practicing um to get it into the game, that's like that's like a U.S. women's national team level kick right there. And like to think that because now she's been practicing with a boys team that she can suddenly do that, even if it was like a regular like, oh, Channing Tatum as a 26 year old man that was helping her practice like that's not that wouldn't happen. Um, You can show, I think, heroics in other ways, but like that was too fantastical, I think, for for that scene. Yeah. 
in the the save too is incredible. He saves the penalty Fantastic. kick in the top corner, gets all the way to the other pole, and almost gets to the gets her her kick too. Like my man had some skills in the net. Like his. Do you remember when he he so he's celebrating? I think a save or maybe his team scores and the keeper. I think his name's Justin. He does a backflip off the pole off the beam. Yes. Look, I haven't watched every soccer game in the world. When soccer players do a backflip, which they do sometimes, you know, to celebrate, they do not make contact with anything else because you are wearing a cleat. Okay. So like if you step wrong, that it's all over for you. That felt like it was really weird and matrixy to me. Um, more realistic had he just done a normal backflip. But maybe I, I don't know. Maybe people do that, but I've never I've certainly never seen that. A lot can go wrong. just a ton can go wrong high risk low reward (laughs) let's take a quick ad break and get back with best scene we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so we're back. And before we get into best scene, Haley, you had another very realistic point to make in this movie. Great, like very realistic soccer thing is the curmudgeon, like almost scary English coach. I actually had one of those in high school. We brought in like an English trainer and he wasn't mean, but he was very much like strict and intense in the game in every English soccer stereotypical way. And I really appreciated that. I thought that was great. I mean, Vinny Jones is a fucking legend. Like he, I don't know how familiar you are with him. Like he played in the premier league. I believe my, I'm not super into premier league and soccer, but I was, I was told he was a very dirty player back in the day. And now he has just made his bones being like curmudgeon, you know, tough guy, English. I mean, big, big couple months for him on the show. We did gone in 60 seconds a little while ago. Like he was, he's incredible in that. Uh, he's in a soccer movie called mean machine that we've covered. Like Vinny Jones is, is a king. Like yeah, he's, he's, great. he's great and everything. Um, so for best scene, I'm going to run through these chronologically and kind of break them down as we go and, and definitely interrupt me if I, if I skip over one of your favorites, um, the makeover montage and your article about she's the man, you, like an essential for it, for a teen movie. Got to have them, got to have the makeover montage. Um, it's, it's just something that it's necessary per my wife. It was the Mary Tyler Moore song playing that had, that had flown right over my head, but apparently that was a thing. <laughs> Um, a, a pretty, pretty decent, uh, montage because she's, they're not only trying all this stuff with, uh, you know, making her look like a boy, but she's like following people, guys around and doing the walk and stuff like that. 
it's very fun, very unrealistic in a good way. You know, they're playing around with styles that they would absolutely never use. Um, and I like when, of as a viewer, you get to indulge in the absolute, like, excess of a movie. You know, just for them to entertain you. Like, they're going to show you a bunch of ones that don't work. They're going to show, you know, like, all these things that, like, in, real, in reality would cost a ton of money. But yeah, I that was a good one. And I love Paul. Paul is like my favorite. Yeah, my favorite supporting character is definitely Paul. Can't have a better friend than Paul. That guy yeah. is just is fucking here for it. He is yeah. he is doing the most. He's he ran a CIA operation to make Viola cool after making Viola over. He orchestrated everything perfectly, knew exactly how the guys would react, which is like ahead of his time he was also I think I suspect in high school but maybe not but he's like doing hair on the side in the Mm -hmm. mall um very openly out in this movie too openly out like which I mean everyone else in this movie is like closeted (laughs) very closeted Um, and he also showed up at the end and was like you don't have a date well guess what I've already got a tux on and I'm gonna be your date and then didn't even get used so he just like wore a tux and seems happy with it regardless went to her game as well Mm -hmm. not non-sports fans um do not always like going to games and knew knew that Viola had taken the place of Sebastian just that's Viola thing which is just a great friend he's also yes. the, the next scene i wanted to talk about is the the scene he's directing things when he makes sebastian cool when he you know sends in the girls and we're basically being like hey man these guys are you know viola these guys will actually like you if they think you fuck and uh so he's directing it from that table though and it's it's great it's just this flawless. is my favorite scene it's, yeah this is hands down my favorite scene um i like the little things that the movie added in throughout like the little nods to the shakespeare play but this one's really obvious because cesario's the name of the pizza place is um the name of viola's in the play, like who Viola turns into. She doesn't turn into her brother necessarily. She pretends to be this guy named Cesario. Um, So that was very fun for me, like just from the start. I will just pull this up on YouTube sometimes and watch it. Like it's so great. The way that he sends people in, the babe pool, like the, the... the way that they talk is so bizarre and unrealistic. Like Eunice is there. All of the guys are there. They're all confused about what's going on. I love that it just all gets pulled off exactly how they wanted it to. It's yeah. fantastic. Hey, Sebastian. Kia. Hey, hey girl. Oh. How you doing, baby? I'm not the same without you. I know. I'm mm. sorry. New school, new baby. Yeah. I miss you, Sebastian. <laughs> I've been thinking about you a lot. Especially at night. Sweet. And late. Even better. Okay, did she just say that to Sebastian? What just happened? <laughs> Sebastian. Okay, big mournful sigh. <laughs> Bittersweet farewell. Yours plaything, baby. Yours plaything. Really great to see you, Sebastian. Call me anytime. How do you feel about Bynes's like dude voice and cadences? I find it really, really funny because of how <laughs> off the wall ridiculous she says Yvonne in this weird southern drawl and it, it killed like I open I laughed out loud hearing it. Like I yeah. think it works the way she will always do the her normal voice and then back it up with like a hey, like <laughs> going deep. Like it's a really funny, like thought out comedic performance. 
Yeah, and it's not even like a deep voice necessarily. She's just turning it into like a more a voice with more body, if that makes sense. It's just I don't know. It's like it's she's not... doing a bad Ed Orgeron impression, <laughs> just <laughs> growling. Yeah, it's a terrible, 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 super unrealistic attempt at a deeper voice, which is why it is so funny and endearing. Yeah, yeah. That scene, I'm I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, that scene is. It, it is my favorite, but I, I got to talk about the carnival, too. Oh, um, it, it's the movie. It just kind of like talking this out now. It is better when everyone gets together, when you have these big set pieces where you, you get a lot of people from different crowds instead of the, the sex of the team and the and Viola and her friends. Just more more great, like solid. We haven't talked about Eunice as much, but like her is just the, the side as the fortune teller scaring the shit out of the little girl kills me. Uh, we talked about Justin being just like king of the shit bags and um and Tatum again it is very hard to be that handsome and be convincingly that bad with women and at the top of the kissing booth you're like oh yeah it probably makes sense that this guy has just no has never had a girlfriend okay i mean on the on on the other hand you're you know also i am i say guess yeah you don't have to flirt with her first, okay, genius? You're paying for it. <laughs> Why don't you just relax? Um, um, I don't know. Maybe I should kiss you now. I, I gave that girl my ticket and I, I waited in line. Well, it's the least I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here I, here I go. Yeah, I like the chaos of it all a lot. Um, I don't, there should be a word for something like this where it's like not exactly a montage, but things are happening that feel excessive and maybe like not the most efficient way to do things. Um, like her getting changed in the bouncy castle and she picks the worst places possible. (laughs) The bouncy castle, the moving spinning ride and a porter potty. Right, because in re- in reality, you just like step behind one of the biggest rides that has like a big wall and just change there. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's also like the tension of is the mom gonna find out? Is the boyfriend gonna find out? Um, and then you get to see the actual kiss, which is great. They have a great first kiss. It is. It's a very good. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, it was nominated for like a Teen Choice Award for best kiss. Really? Won best yeah, kiss. I Something, see that. One of those, you know, th- those were huge in the 2000s, those best kiss moments. If you are younger and don't remember the Teen Choice Awards, they probably still have it, but it wasn't like it is. Oh, it was a huge it deal. It isn't like it was, I guess I should yeah. say. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Yeah. The outfits. Um, <laughs> have you ever looked at some of those outfits? I'm I'm not sure I want to. If you're no, <laughs> they are so bad. I'm talking full on skirts over jeans. Like it is so 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 bad. Now I'm seeing a lot of Y2K coming back. Like they need to Google those and directly copy them. They are like the worst outfits you've ever seen. So what's our worst bit of fashion in this movie? I have I have the one thing I, I wrote it down. I didn't talk about it. Duke, and we can actually, we're talking about the carnival. Duke wears the Ducati leather jacket to an outdoor carnival. Oh, that's so funny. I would have automatically gone with the popped collar because it was so obnoxious and bad. It was even Um, bad then. Like, it was a sign that you are a dick. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) 
That's interesting. Duke does a lot of wife beater jeans, loose baggy jeans. That's a, that's that a was common so, thing. That was the moment. Yeah, that was everything. Like, if you could pull that off, you were an icon. If you couldn't pull it off, you were just a regular guy. Because everyone wore that. Like, everybody tried to wear that look. Um, I'm going to have to go with the popped collar. I just can't. And also I really love and appreciate the Mo- every Monique outfit was killer. For she was the serving. Era. Like, yeah, it was amazing. Um, she always looked great. I loved her hair too. The mom's outfits were diabolical. So oh. bad. And the ones that they suggested, she suggested for Viola were like horrible. Julie Haggerty, who is Viola and Sebastian's mom, is is a queen. She's yeah. she's incredible. She's so funny. We <laughs> we did uh, we did Jess Friends on this podcast in uh, in December, and she was the the runaway best supporting character winner. Just so fu- for sure. so funny. Um, the last scene I really had is kind of the first half of the game, but mainly the game interruption. And with the game interruption, mainly just David Cross picking up the megaphone and screaming at him, you know, Malcolm, can you shed some light on the current situation? I like my wife was looking at me. She was like, you're waiting for this. And I was like, I'm, I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely waiting for that. I, I love love that moment. It's so funny to me. Yeah, it was interesting on the rewatch because, um, you know, some of the like direct language was so just like dismiss the the very existence of trans people but just i mean let's accept for this movie because it is the truth of the movie that nobody everybody was um when viola was dressing as sebastian she was still identifying as a woman like herself like she was still viola she was impersonating somebody she wasn't like um transitioning so that's a good way to like say that this movie still is exists in like a non-problematic way for me. But just the way he spoke during that halftime, I was like, damn, you are you better not still be principal in 10 oh. years because you're going to run into some big fucking problems. <laughs> our, our guy Horatio Gold has definitely talked his way out of his job by now. <laughs> yes, no, no doubt. Like the, I also really enjoy the idea that like, a dick was shown and parent, like, you know, like their parents just had to like sit there and like see that this happened. And it was just the most like audacious halftime thing ever because they both like, if you think about it, actually, if you were just telling a stranger who's never seen the movie that they both quote unquote proved, um, what they were by being naked. And it's like, again, a high school movie and you're doing this in front of a principal. Can you imagine like picture your principal? Who is your high? What's what were their name? Man, that's a great question. I can I can you remember, remember the, your high school principal. No, I tried not to spend much time in there. I, I, oh my God. I think I think we got a new one my senior year. I okay. remember the I remember the assistant principal. Okay, picture your assistant principal's face. I want everybody to do this right now. Okay, you've got it pictured. Now imagine your parents, not too far away, about 50, 50 feet. Okay, you've got all those three heads in your vision. Now imagine taking your shirt or pants off and being half nude in front of them. Like it was the most ridiculous thing that probably happened in the movie. That is so mortifying. And also well, you think you're a about teenager. who did it. Dumbass <laughs> yeah. Sebastian. Like they're 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 questioning him on if he's if he's a guy, who he is, whatever. There's a million different ways that he could have done like done something different he's like i'll just take my pants off because i'm a fucking idiot genuinely stupid human yeah um 
yeah, also very high school boy. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, maybe it adds up after all. But I just could not, like, that is the most, bleh, like, I just, every time I see that scene and they shoot, they go to the parents and then they it, go to the The dad with the cliche, like, like uh, that's my boy. Like, oh, that's come, my stop. boy. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I, there was actually a yeah. fun piece of IMDb trivia that originally they had wanted Jesse McCartney to play Sebastian uh, because he looks kind of like Amanda Bynes, which when you, you hear that, you can kind of see it. Oh, I definitely see it. Wow. That would have been great. Would have been made it even more a sign of those times. Oh, interesting. Yes, completely. I don't know what you're doing, Jesse McCartney, right now, but just know that I had a really big jess mccartney phase for five years i think we as a nation Posters, yeah <laughs> he was he was a big Everything. deal he's yeah. a big shirt deal. stickers so is there any competition over uh paul making sebastian cool best scene in the movie oh no mine's the oh you mean cool i thought you meant the makeover yes, yes. making him the second time the second he, time he helped yeah paul, um the sebastian Yes. Real MVP. Paul is fantastic. That's my best scene. That's my best um, supporting character, too. Yeah. The best quote, uh, I've already kind of laid my cards on the table with the one about, you know, Toby when he's talking about why he hates high school. Is there is there, is there anything else? I have one more uh, principal gold quote. Malcolm, have you ever tried to run away in high heels? Not that easy. Not that easy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's what i'm saying like this show is so or the movie is like very in many ways like gender non-conforming and then in other ways it's like well this is actually like extremely like my parents level understanding of gender um which i appreciate the you know contrast my favorite quote the one that gets me every single time is when the british coach um after finding after everyone finds out that viola is viola not sebastian saying like he's poking the other coach and he says you're in illyria we don't discriminate based on gender no no. No. playing you have to forfeit there's no girls in this league here look in the manual what manual Listen, pal, you and Illyria, we don't discriminate based on gender. All right. That's going to bruise. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Classic. Every yes. classic. Like me and my mom used to do that back and forth all the time. I also just like the message. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> Vinnie Jones. That's a that guy poking a that guy because that guy, <laughs> yeah. the, the Cornwall coach, uh, he is in That Thing You Do, which is a perfect movie. Um, he is uh, Zach and I don't Cody's think I've dad. I've never seen that. Haley. I know. I don't. Even, I can't even imagine what that's. What's it about? So that thing you do. I'm. I'm about to get like evangelical. Yeah, that you thing would. you do is is Tom Hanks's directorial debut, and wow. it c- came out in 1996. It is. It's about this band that they're called the Wonders. They and they end up. They have a one hit wonder. It's like set in the 60s. It is. You want to talk about feel good, great movie. I mean, like, I preach at the altar of that thing you do. I will watch this. I will absolutely watch this. I'm a big, like, watch um, rom-com or yes. during picking up my room, and I will absolutely watch yes. this. Yes, it will make I love it, Tom Hanks. It has one of the happiest scenes in movie history. You will know it when you see it. I would like you to let me know when you see it because okay. it is <laughs> it is just the best. But, yeah, that guy is in that thing you do. Steve Zahn is in it. It's... 
Oh man, I love love that thing you do. Okay, great, I'm great excited. Time yeah, great great little time. It's a tight watch too. I think it's like a hundred minutes. Perfect. They but don't anyways, make them like that anymore. No, no. They I mean, do Tom, not do that anymore. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks did the damn thing. The song too. You might have heard the song before. Um, but anyways, back to back to she's the man. Um, the Kevin Costner and Freddie Prince Jr. Awards for best and worst on screen athlete. I think we've kind of covered it that like Tatum looks awesome. The only thing for like objectively bad, the announcer guy, and I understand that he's just reading he's just reading, you know, what is written for him, but that and he serves a he's a plot device to let people mm-hmm. who aren't as familiar with sports know what's going on, why this matters. It stinks. It's it's one of the worst parts of the movie for me. He there's absolutely zero excitement like soccer announcing 101 put your heart into it he's given it golf you know what i mean we're not getting anywhere near to um soccer he's really bad it's very vanilla i think at one point he says like illyrius tied up or no cornwall ties it up he says like cornwall has tied the game for a goal like that's the most (laughs) exciting thing you can do in soccer you know like that i completely agree um bad athletes the real sebastian looked bad but had to look bad on purpose so that could have been acting he doesn't look particularly athletic to me um so he sold me uh maybe that was just um good acting i did think amanda Bynes looked good um she has many many scenes of her dribbling she's got good form she's sometimes looking down um which is you know somewhat of a no-no but this is actually a thing compared to her prospects because in the opening scene I believe not the one that's at the opening credits but when she's actually at her school she's talking about her her choices for college and I think she says Michigan she for sure says UNC she says UNC Um, I think you talked about that in your article the peak the pinnacle the everything like UNC um is the best women's soccer program in the country. And maybe that when I say that, it it is a little bit like if somebody said UConn or Tennessee for women's basketball, it's not every year, but when you think of like the GOAT over the entire course of, you know, the sports history, like, yeah, UNC is that one. I would be surprised if they haven't produced the most national team players um, of any school. I'm, I'm like fairly confident about that without even looking. I do remember that now because um, I looked into how many midfielders they had at the time to see if it was even viable that in 2006 she would have been recruited as a midfielder in 2007. I had a lot of time on my hands because that was during the pandemic. Um, she was fine, but under – the expectations of being recruited by UNC and possibly not picking it. She wasn't that good, which is another reason why I'm like, you needed help with your skills from Channing Tatum, but you were being recruited by UNC. That just doesn't add up. The math is not mathing. Because every member of the UNC women's soccer team could start and be the best player for every single men's or women's high school team in the country. Yes. Yeah, literally. Um, yes, completely agree. That's probably a that's a that's a plot hole. Um, I like that Bynes put the work in though. Like I like that they yeah. didn't just go all double. They were able to show her a lot on camera because it is. It's it's not the number one purpose of the movie to be a great soccer movie or for it to look great, but it does help. Like when when someone puts in the work and isn't just straight up doubled the whole time. Like it again, 
you don't want to be Freddie Prince Jr. in Summer Catch. You just don't want to do it. Uh, yes, don't even get my, my worst one is if you watch Euphoria, which I know this is a movie podcast, but I have tapped guys, out on Euphoria. I just did you watch season one though? No, I just too. It's too much. It's too much. I thought about it. It's just too much. Fair enough. What I will say is there is there are two episodes I believe that contain a football game. Maybe just one. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, <laughs> but it's not like that's not good. Um, they set them up to fail. Does not nothing adds up. Like the wide receiver short, all all kinds of things just don't just don't make sense. So nothing here is that egregious. Um. And to that point, even when they're doing their drills, these are real drills. Um, their warm-up drills, their conditioning drills were real things that soccer players do. I think the standing in front of the goal and, like, showing the forum on how to volley something in, that's something that you learn so early on as a soccer player because it's the coolest thing you can do is kick the ball in the air. Like the amount of time we spent on bicycle kicks for no reason, just because it looked cool. If we ever had the chance to do one, that was worth all of the hours of practice we put into it and like falling on our backs. You know what I mean? It's like the baseball equivalent of practicing a knuckleball before the game all the time, even though you're never going to throw it in a game. Yeah, so like the idea that she needed to practice that just again, that is probably my my biggest issue. <laughs> More than the ponytail. That one. Yeah. yeah. What were we even talking about? Oh, least athletic. I actually want to say I don't think the other soccer coach was I think he was the least believable yeah. member of like the entire soccer game. I can see that. I can see it very like buttoned up and I I, again, I don't watch a ton of soccer, but he's just wearing like a normal button down, man. It's outside. It's hot. It's the, it's August. I think school has just started. Like even if, even in the Northeast, like that's, that's sweat zone. Like yeah, you're, you're going to have on like a dry fit polo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's sure. tough. So you have made your, your Lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character. You've made that known. You've, you've thrown your eggs in the Paul basket. Um, that is Jonathan S- Sadowski. I'm awful with names. I'm hoping I'm getting that right. Just the best friend ever. I just want to, it's kind of a murderous row of supporting characters. I want to, Julie Haggerty, Lenny Harris, Queen. I'm pretty sure she won for Just Friends. She's great in that. David Cross, um, Vinnie Jones, we've talked about as the coach. I want to, I want to throw some appreciation to Emily Perkins as Eunice, who is fucking going for it from the get go. Eunice is the horniest character in the movie, but she has no shame about it. Like it really like, the most everyone else is kind of like still being that teen thing awkward. Eunice is like, I'm a horny teenager and this is cool. I am, I am yeah. who I am. And she meets her match at the end of the movie and Eunice gets a happy ending. And she's the actress is really funny. The heavy breathing is very, very good. It's good. Um, and the line delivery is great. The, what'd she say at the end? I know tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While taking like off someone- the glasses. Yeah, in response to someone like sharing, expressing their feelings for you, just to come back with something like so sexual and deviant is, yeah, that's great. She was a very fun character. Yeah. So the big chill, which like every sports movie has, you know, every really good sports movie is the big chill moment. Roy Hobbs knocking out the lights and the natural, that sort of thing. This one, we did rom-com month in February, and we kind of talked about the moment like that in rom-coms is the the getting together moment, you know, like Mm. Harry and Sally at New Year's Eve, that sort of thing. So this one, I think the big chill is not the the soccer, the kick at the end. 
I think it is actually when she turns around and Duke is there and gives the the speech about kissing a girl in the in the kissing booth. Where where for you does that rank in terms of of like getting together moments in rom coms? Um, very low. I think. <laughs> I mean, it just does because you don't like expect anything different necessarily. You know, it's coming. You're already geared up, in fact, for that because you see a shadow coming and it turns out to be somebody needing to turn on the sprinklers. But you're you're already expecting it that moment. Um, So and yeah, like the way that they've set it up. She's at a ball thing or something. I don't know what the... I'm from the South, and I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about with the debutante thing. Yeah, um, I, same. I've, I'm, I live in Texas, and I'm very unfamiliar with that. Oh, you live in Texas? That's great. Yes. Um, yeah, Just well, two Southerners chopping it up on cheese and <laughs> Just chopping it up, yeah. Um, that was not very much not a part of my upbringing. Um, but anyway, she's at some kind of ball. She needs a date. There's, you know, it's set up. It's, like, pretty obvious. When I think of a romantic, like, for me, the pinnacle is you've got mail when they're in the park. Like, that scene is it. So, for me, I guess I would um, – yeah, but it's not the goal either. You're right. Although not, you're, there you're might hoping that the one. resolution is there. Yeah, I don't think they ever really achieved that for me yeah. fully. It's like a warm, fuzzy feeling when he shows up. He says the thing, I miss my roommate. You know, Duke is finally able to string a sentence together in front of a woman, which is a huge milestone in his life. Huge really, W. <laughs> really sets him up. I mean, because at some point Duke will realize, like, if he and you know, if he and Viola aren't there for the long haul, he'll realize, like, wow, I'm good looking enough. Where if I can just keep my words together, we're, I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be, I'm gonna be desired. How how would you improve this movie? Uh. Hmm. We talked about this with Blades of Glory last week, a movie that it, it's really rife with homophobia. Again, it's like that one is 07. It's very, there's a lot of jokes made at that sort of plot, like that expense. And we talked about if it was made 10 years later, it'd be a lot better because they could just throw that stuff out the window, not make all the jokes about that, and be able to explore different parts of the movie and different, different comedic aspects that would be funny. Yeah, and there's also ways to, like, do some of this stuff and, like, kind of hint about things that is funny without being offensive. That's the entire thing that um, a lot of movies are capitalizing, like, on now well. Uh, Yeah, I wish they leaned into the queerness a little more, but in a more fluid way, not in, like, a homophobic way, like you're saying. Because the the great thing about this is that the storylines still work. Um, Like we were saying, Olivia fell in love with Viola fully. Um, Channing Tatum or Duke fell in love with Sebastian. Like, let's not, you know, it, they they had moments where they almost kiss. Like, there's no reason that we have to pretend like during sleepovers that none of this stuff happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, we all lived through middle school, high school, etc. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish they leaned into that a little bit more. There was something like actually soccer wise that we were talking about a little bit ago that I was like, that would have been a way to really change the movie and make it better. But I can't remember what it would be. The movie needs to do some sort of acknowledgement that Viola, when they allow her to play at the end of the in the game, Viola is actually the real Viola, not Sebastian, is enrolled as a student at Cornwall. The game would have been wildly illegal. <laughs> they needed they needed a way around that yes that's so true um yeah because it's not even like you could use the argument hey she's a girl this is the boys team like blah 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 
beyond that, she's not enrolled at the school. You cannot do that. Um, yeah, the high schools are very strict about that. Yeah. I'm completely with you. I also think establishing her skill level a little bit better because she is so dominant. And in the first scene, you play, you see her playing against, it's a co-ed pickup game. So the like loss of conditioning, the, you know, all of that kind of stuff is, was just a bit weird. Um, maybe making them look a little bit more alike would have been good too. Yeah. Jesse McCartney. I think he was busy being beloved by singing candy. What was that song? (laughs) Um, what, beautiful soul. Everyone loved beautiful soul. Beautiful. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of Aaron Carter. Hasn't aged as well as Jesse McCartney, frankly. I I honestly don't know what either of them are doing, but I hope they're doing well. Unless they're Ooh. bad people. <laughs> Aaron Carter's not doing great. Um, are we talking about like not doing great in like a right wing context, or are we talking about not doing great as in like something else? I, I think in just a general lot of stuff. Um. A lot of face tattoos and not not in a good endearing way like post malone um <laughs> it just yeah Aaron, Aaron might be worth a google just seeing what aaron okay. carter's been up to yes, i, 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 I think i think he's i think he's struggling with some things personally but also just uh generally just things have been going well uh buying a lot of guns i remember that um which is never a good sign it's not a great sign no yeah um you're either a redneck or you're in a bad place so one one of two things last category before more store prequel sequel or remake or nothing you could just leave this one i I was kind of inclined just like just leave it be like let amanda Bynes have this for her we're going to be doing shakespeare teen movies forever yeah um i think that you could remake it because this is already a remake i would not do a prequel i don't think that would make sense because all of the events happen here um yeah, I just don't know what a prequel exactly would be doing. A sequel, they would be well out of college at this point. So I mean, well into weird. their 30s. That'd yeah, be... so I don't know like what the sequel is there. Um, it'd have to be a in either Let It Be or a remake. Um, and I could see a remake of it's. I think it's fun when people do remakes and it's like, there's some nod to the person who was in it before. Like maybe Amanda Bynes is a mom or like a coach or something. That would be fun. Um, and it's a similar type thing, but they kind of let themselves deviate away from like such strict heterosexuality a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think a remake maybe, but in a couple years. I mean, like you said, it's Shakespeare. They cycle in and out. Yeah, the um, the kind of like, cheating way to say I would want a sequel or I want to see something from this cast another way when the pandemic first started we got a lot of good cast reunions on YouTube like people coming together either for charity or there was one with like the cast of Ferris Bueller there was one with the cast of that thing you do which is wonderful they did a live watch along of the movie fun fact um this one if if Amanda Bynes really gets it together and is in a good place for that, I would love to see this cast reunite in, in some form or fashion and just talk out this movie 15, 20 years later. I think that- it is a really good cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that that would be great. Yeah, just want everyone to be to be doing great. But um, it's it's always fun to revisit this. It was great to have you on the pod, Haley. Tell the folks again where they can follow you. Check out Spinsters. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Haley 
of something. And if you enjoy this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, you can join the Patreon for scheduling updates. And if you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm. That is presented by Baseball America. Great interview next week with former Cubs all-star Ryan Dempster. Check that one out. And we'll catch you on Big Screen Sports next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.